and welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast, YouTube's first cozy mystery book club, celebrating cozy mysteries 24-7. I'm your creator and hostess, Angela Maria Hart, also known as at Writer Hart over on Instagram and Twitter, and the woman behind the Cozy Mystery Book Club accounts at Cozy Mystery Club. Today's podcast episode features our YouTube livestream discussion of Snow Way Out by Christine Hoosen. I was joined by special sleuthing guest Kelly Reynolds, aka the hostess of Boobies and Newbies, a romance reader podcast. You can also follow her personal accounts at Real Kelly Rye. On November 24th, 2020, Kelly and myself discussed Snow Way Out with the rest of the Cozy Mystery Book Club. If you were unable to join the YouTube live stream, never fear, today's episode will bring you all up to date with everything Snow Way Out. Without any further ado, enjoy today's podcast episode. I see the little circle. Something's happening. Anyway, we're live. <laughs> Welcome to the Cozy Mystery Book Club. <laughs> Cheers. So many comments already. Oh my goodness. This is amazing. You oh guys are so awesome. What? I am like not looking at the right. Oh my goodness. Where did all these people come from? Oh my goodness. So many cozy mystery lovers. This makes my heart so happy. Hi, everybody. I recognize some names. Lady Gizmo. I always recognize your name. Oh, Colleen, it's your first book club. Welcome. Heather, welcome. Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, I hope you guys like the book for your first book club. Renee said cute sweaters, Angela and Kelly. So I think we did okay. Because let me tell you, she's got a super cute sweater. Mine is a pajama top. But hers is snowflake, so it's perfect. I mean, it goes right with the Snow Way Out title. She's right on, on her game. It's like I planned it. <laughs> Just a smidgen, you know. I was so happy. My mom gave this to me last year for Christmas, a snow globe. I I was like, oh my gosh, I have a snow globe for the Snow Globe Mysteries. This is perfect. It's perfect. And is your sweater a Hallmark Christmas sweater? It, it says, this is my Hallmark, you know. <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. Because <laughs> so this is going to be I feel so sad saying it, but this is our last live stream of 2020. And so we're doing 12 days of cozies next month. So I figured I'd wear my Christmas sweater for our November live stream because we're not doing one next month. So I had to wear my Hallmark red and green for you. <laughs> yes. do it. I'm so glad you did. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm sure like a lot of people here with us tonight, you'll agree that the holidays came early this year because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I put up a little tree already in my apartment. You can't see it here. I'm, I'm, it's in the other room. But oh, God, I've been watching Hallmark Christmas movies since Halloween. Like there's there's a lot going on, but I need the happy. I need the joy. I need it all right now. <laughs> I was going to say Disney Plus. They have their Home Alone collection. It's a good one. Ooh. And probably your little puppy puppy joining us tonight because he wants his little treats. Yay. This is Max, for those of you who don't know. I'm Angela, also for those who are joining for the first time. And I have my lovely hostess, Kelly. She also has her own podcast. So if you're romance fans, as well as cozy mystery readers, you should check it out. <laughs> That's 
me. I'm in the title, boobies and newbies. So if you want to talk romance, come on over. Oh, Jill wants to know more about the 12 days of cozies. Okay, yeah, sure. We can dive right on in on that. I mean, hopefully everyone's getting situated. We will be talking about our book of the month, obviously. But yes, I have my little notes here so I don't forget anything when it comes to 12 days. I can't prepare it <laughs> as I always do. And it's always. so funny. I feel like I don't have that many notes for the book, but then I have all these notes about things to mention tonight. So, <laughs> so yes, we have 12 Days of Cozies, December 1st mm-hmm. through December 12th. There is so much going on. I am so ridiculously excited because again, I... I think it's because it's in 2020 and, you know, I, I'm one of those people where like, I just love to do things for other people. And then I love seeing people's responses and that makes me smile. And you guys are so awesome. So like, I've been working on this for the longest time. So all of a sudden I'm nervous that it's finally here, but at the same time, it's like good, nervous, excited anticipation. So starting, <laughs> she smiles. Cause I've been telling her about this. What I love it. Angela's all about <laughs> spreading the joy. Like this is incredible that you put this together. I mean, I, I'm just pleased to like show up. That's <laughs> fantastic. I've been working on this since like June, July. I really have been, you know, because those yep. bingo boards don't make themselves. So every morning I'm be sending out a newsletter at 7 a.m. So in the newsletter, I have Instagram story highlights, templates, you know, this or that challenges. It takes time to make those things. So this has been my fun, you know, hobby. My relaxation has been making these things for 12 days. So now that it's finally here, I'm going, oh my gosh, everyone's going to be getting everything. So I hope you finally enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Long time coming. And this is a little fluffy puppy going behind my back for some reason that I don't understand. He's me. He wants to have all the attention tonight. Yeah, right? He's a star. He is a little star. So we have the newsletter going out every morning. So you're going to get first access to blog posts written by Cozy Mystery authors. And these authors, they're so sweet. They're writing just a variety of posts. And it's so amazing to see because, again, these are creative people. So we have recipes. There's going to be a fudge recipe. There's baking Ooh. holiday cake recipes, a pie recipe. And then we have, <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, this is so Christmassy. And then we have another post. Oh my gosh, it is so incredible. This author, he talks about how to write cozy mysteries. And it is just this in-depth, amazing post. And I'm so excited to finally share that with everybody. He did such a great job. So you guys are be seeing such amazing post. So in the newsletter, you guys are going to get first access and then they're going live on the website. And Max just did a little growl like, yes, they are. <laughs> He's the little like commentator. In the knows what's up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we have Instagram challenges. So I have them on my personal Instagram, on the cozy Instagram. If you are people who have printers, you can get the PDF copy, a PNG copy on either my website or the cozymysterybookclub.com. I have to say that you got to love how Yep. URLs. The domains. Oh, yeah. So you got to say thecozymysterbookclub.com and you can wow. get them on there too. So there's all sorts of Instagram stuff. And I was so happy with how they came out. I cannot wait to see what you guys post. And again, I love seeing your pictures. I try and share them as much as possible. So if you do take a picture, please tag either my personal Instagram or the Cozy Mystery Book Club Instagram because I will reshare it in stories on the feed. I mean, I just... <laughs> When I see you guys take pictures of these books, I'm always like close to happy tears. Like, oh my gosh, they're reading, they're enjoying it, they're posting. So, you know, those posts are going to be reshared. So we have Instagram challenges. And then we also have three different ways. (laughs) See, he's right here. (laughs) Nice little mattress. I know, right? (laughs) He just like nudged me, like, keep going, keep talking. 
it's like, a heater. It's like a vibrating heating <laughs> backrest. Like we all need one. I know, right? I'm like, I love how I'm talking and he's doing like that. He reminds me of the peanut gallery, you know, like the old men in mm-hmm. Sesame Street when they're like looking down, talking yeah. about things. The Muppet guys, yeah. yeah, for sure. Thank you for getting that right off the bat. This is why, same page. So yeah, so going back, there are three different ways to win giveaways. It's so funny because I feel like it's so big brother and I never utilize these functions with MailChimp, but you can see who opens emails. So for the 12 days with the newsletters, I'm going to see who opens the newsletter. And from there, you are entered to win a giveaway. So you can either get an ebook or an audiobook because I figure that is the simplest way to do technology. So this way, for newsletter, you can win, like no matter where you are, whether it's, you know, Canada or, you know, wherever, there's no shipping, no issues like that. So everyone who opens is entered to win. And I love how you're like, yes, <laughs> just click a button. Yeah. Do it. Do yeah. it. It's, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's easy. You can win some great stuff. And I mean, there's a lot of love for you in the chat right now. Everybody oh, clearly <laughs> knows and appreciates how much work goes into the planning of something like this. So if nothing else, just go for it because we all owe it to Angela Aww. for the hours that she has put into this. I'm just looking over there. I'm like, this is so sweet. You guys make me cry like right from the get-go. I'm wearing mascara. I'm just going to have like, you know, the black running down. I, um, I'm so excited too because I'm one of those people where like no matter the platform, I want you to be able to enter and enjoy. So to me, that was the simplest option. But then there's the Twitter. So there's going to be a post every morning at 8 a.m. I've been scheduling and working on this. Like I have these down to like the hours. So the newsletter is at 7, Twitter is at 8. <laughs> She's laughing because she knows I'm like that. Type I love of it. <laughs> like you can guarantee at 8 a.m. every day it's gonna be live. So then all you have to do is retweet and like to enter to win one of the books over on Twitter. And then at 10 a.m. we have Instagram. So if you're not on Twitter but you are on Instagram or vice versa, you can enter. So there's three different giveaways just right off the bat. And then there's gonna be reading sprints from five to eight. And then from eight mm-hmm. to nine, we have author chats. So the authors will be joining us live. So you can ask them your cozy mystery questions. And we have over 30 authors, which is amazing. So when are you going to sleep during all of this? That's what I want to know. Because I'm, I'm so like... excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I feel like it's one of those things where I want some people to be enjoying just no matter how they want to celebrate the cozy mysteries, like, no matter the platform, whether you're going to be doing a reading sprint or an author chat, like mm. there's something hopefully for everybody. And that was my goal. And I'm so wow. happy to say we have, so 12 Days of Cozies has three weekend days in it. So Saturday and Sunday, and then another Saturday. So we have 10 a.m. author chats on those weekend days too. So oh. I'm a nighttime Twitter person, but you are a morning Twitter person. I got you covered. <laughs> I love those. That's honestly, because I, I mean, I work from home. So every day is the weekend. I love to like start my day with like listening to a podcast or watching like a book review on YouTube or something. So like I, that'll be perfect for me. That'll get my ass out of bed. It'll get me like watching and talking about books and stuff with people. I love it. Oh my God. <laughs> KL said Angela is like the cozy Oprah. You win a book. You win a book. <laughs> well, speaking yeah. of this one, I, you know, she was so sweet. You guys, if you don't know, my ro- my dissertation is on the romance genre fandom. So in addition to Cozy Mysteries, I talk all about romance. <laughs> I usually don't talk about them online because I'm always so busy just analyzing them. When I come online, I'm like, yes, give me my Cozy Mysteries. This is my break from the romance landia. But this one is so sweet. She's having me as a guest on her podcast. And of course, 
when I realized on the third day of her boobsness celebration, because while we have 12 Days of Cozies, she has her own romance genre extravaganza going on. I'm going to be doing a giveaway for her as well. So I'm going to be giving away something as well during the 12 days. And they're going to be, I have three giveaways. So they're all going to be the same items three mugs. So each winner is going to get a Cozy Mystery mug, some Sweet Dreams tea, because again, you can't have a mug without tea. How, are you, how else are you going to be cozy? I can't. Wow. Black, so <laughs> I'm excited for that too. So no, that was so, so sweet of you to offer. Yeah. And so, and I'll be putting up the info for that giveaway on boobies and newbies probably in the next couple of days. And yeah. all, it's easy for everybody that already follows you because all you have to do is follow uh, cozy mystery book club and boobies and newbies to enter to win and you could take home a cozy mug and some some tea and oh god I can't think of a better better way to you know them aside I already have little giveaway boxes ready to go and I I found these really pretty ones so they have flowers on the outside so when you get your giveaway when you know when you get your prize you're gonna be going oh wait a second I know what this is right from the get-go like it's gonna be colorful and hopefully stand out against the rest of your mail (laughs) yeah Oh, thank you, Lady Gizmo. You're so sweet. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, and Angela's episode with Boobies and Newbies, that'll come out in early December. So it'll be right in the middle of the 12 Days of Cozies. So something to look forward to. And honestly, the book we read was a pretty cozy romance. So it was... yeah. It was very sweet. So I feel yeah. like I said it in the podcast. And I love how I'm wearing the shirt. I'm like, it reminds me of like a PG-13 Hallmark movie. Yeah. I mean, it's like a very lesser PG-13. It's not very steamy, but it's very Hallmarky. So perfect for, you know, the shirt and what we're talking about. But I'm so excited. I'm so happy. You know, the authors are so generous with the Coast Mystery giveaways. Oh. And so when you said, you know, I'm doing the third day, I'm like, well, I have some extra mugs. I know I have at least three of them. Let me do a giveaway. So Gosh. I'm doing a giveaway too. <laughs> it's so work. great. Yeah, I, I'm really feeling this like Oprah, Oprah vibe right now. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I want people to be able to enjoy no matter the platform, no matter the type of book. So we have everything from audiobooks and ebooks to physical books. And then there are some authors. I pulled up the link and then I minimized it because I thought we we're going to be talking about this later. But there's a few authors who are going to be doing things that are just a little bit different. So some of them have Christmas gifts that they're giving away. Another person, I believe they were going to be doing a gift card. So we have all sorts of stuff that you can win across the board. So like no matter what you're interested in, and even then we have a historical cozy, we have contemporary cozies, we have a little bit of a darker one, we have some lighter ones, we have Christmas themes, non-Christmas themes. So hopefully even if you aren't celebrating the Christmas season, you can still, you know, enjoy the coziness. So there's I something. Want <laughs> I want it all. Wrap it up. I'll take it all. Jackie, if you want to check out the podcast, I'm at Boobies Podcast on all the platforms. And you can find the podcasts wherever you listen to your other podcasts if you do that. So Spotify, Apple Music, all that jazz. So I'm around and you will hear Angela on it soon. But Oh my gosh, I'm so excited though for like the beginning of December, just between like 12 days of boobs miss and 12 days of cozy. It's like, it's so many exciting things. I love how I'm like looking down and I'm like, oh, and before I forget, so we have our buddy read for December. So for the reading sprints from 5 to 8 p.m., you know, 
This way you can read whatever you want. But if you do want to have one book in common on your TBRs, we have our December buddy read, The St. Alliance Slayings. And Liz Ireland is one of our 12 Days of Cozy's authors. So I was looking up her evening. So she's going to be doing one of the author Twitter chats. And then if you were not able to get a physical copy, but you're interested in one, she's going to be one of the Twitter giveaways. So this is happening on December 6th. So 8 a.m. on December 6th, this is going live. So you want a paper copy. And on December 6th, <laughs> right December six to nine, she's your author twitter chat person so i think december 6th is looking like a really good buddy read conversation so hopefully you can get this in the next couple of you know days you know in the next week or so i tried to post this earlier than we usually do our polls because i wanted you to have extra time to get a copy whether you know you get it from amazon barnes and noble plenty of time to get delivered because you gotta love you gotta love when sometimes things go missing which happens more frequently than i would like especially this time of year to like order things early i'm almost done with my holiday shopping because i'm that person so order now (laughs) i know i'm like i'm like and here's the book i just it's so cute too like look at how christmas it's adorable I'm like, you guys, there are multiple people across platforms. So I always ask for your submissions when it comes to what, what like the books that we're going to be reading on Instagram, Twitter. I tell you guys to DM me or email me if you don't have the social media platforms. And people are recommending this all across the board. So this was one of the most anticipated reads. I'm really hoping that this is a fun read for everybody. I, yeah. I really think like fingers crossed. I hope everyone enjoys it. You know, because it's so cute. I mean, if, it, if it's as good as the cover is, like <laughs> we've got nothing to worry about. I really wish I had little elfin shoes like this. <laughs> I yeah. don't know if anyone else wants those. I mean, you can always get the green stockings. That's easier. But like, I kind of want the elf shoes because they're in both, the, you know, the front and back. It's adorable. So please add this to your to be read list. Hopefully you guys love it. Fingers crossed. It's just so cute though. I wrote it on a post-it. <laughs> I'm like, the only other note I had that I was going to mention at the end of the night was if anyone is interested in either doing a giveaway or being a future guest host, I have Google sign up forms. So it's a little survey for you to just insert your name, email, what months you're interested in. And so I'll reshare those. And if you want to do one of these in 2021, let me know. And so those are actually all my evening notes. So I love that we're doing that at the beginning of the night. And so the end, while I still have my voice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. good. everybody needed to know. Oh, and go shop the cozy oh. mystery store because I just got the cutest I ordered a mug with Perlock Holmes on it and I ordered a t-shirt with the adorable cup and in like a scarf and he's all bundled up oh my gosh I I'm so excited for those to come that's going to be my holiday wear thank you for reminding me because again I I don't make money on it. And I, and I think you tagged me for small business. Was it Saturday or Sunday? One of the yeah. days. And so I'm, it's so funny. I price them. So I get like a penny royalty because I want you guys to be able to get them yep. at the lowest possible I do the cost. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, so there's, there's the Zazzle store. Again, I'm one of those people, like no matter the platform, I want you to get what you want to get. So we have Zazzle, Teespring and Society6, all of whom are having epic sales right now. Yeah. And again, like if you... <laughs> I'm so happy I did it because again, I lowered the amount that I can, you know, that I'll make. So it's literally a penny. It's so funny because Zazzle's like, are you sure? I'm going, yes, I'm sure. It's okay. (laughs) This is for the club. And so hopefully you can save like a lot of money between the sales and me pricing it low. So I'm really hoping that you guys can enjoy some of the Christmas cozy swag. I I love how Perlock looks. It's Perlock Claws dressed in the little so cute. 
So cute. I just put up, I just put up a post right before we recorded tonight on Boopies and Newbies. That's 20 bookish small businesses that you can shop for small business Saturday. And so of course I included Cozy Mystery Book Club and Perlock Claws is on there. But check it out if you guys are looking to shop for like other friends, family that are all readers, you know, I've got a little bit of everything in there. And so, and there's links to everybody. So if you want to check them out and stock up this week, shop local, please shop small businesses and podcasts and artists. Like we need you. So (laughs) thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, Amazon, big bucks. (laughs) Everyone's going Amazon. So the little stores. I'm rooting for the little, again, I'm a Hallmark person. We're rooting for the little guy. <laughs> yes. So I'm just really, you know, I wanted to offer something because again, I love the idea of having something in common. You know, when you wear your sweatshirt or you use your mug, you're going, oh, I'm a part of something. You know, I just love that kind of feeling. And so I want to do something special for the 12 Days of Cozies. Last year, I designed stuff over on Zazzle. And then this year, you know, I love, I love how the mascot and the logo came out. So hopefully you guys enjoy it too. I just, Little Moriarty has... He has little marshmallows inside with a little candy cane. I was really happy with how the artist did it. So cute. <laughs> again, it. like you gotta go for the cute. We gotta go for the coziness. It's what yeah. we do. This is again, you know, I gotta cuddle with your little Christmas stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, all the comments. You guys are so cute. And everyone who comments, I will just mention that everyone who comments tonight, you are entered to win. I believe it is it can only be murder by Catherine Bruns. And so Every comment is a giveaway entry. And yesterday, well, not yesterday. I won't say yesterday. Last month, I love how I'm losing track of time. Thank you, quarantine life. It doesn't exist. (laughs) It doesn't. It's just this amorphous, you know. So last month, it took me a couple of days because you guys commented so much. And every comment was so adorable. I'm going, okay, I got to make this an entry. You got to make this an entry. So it took me two days last month. So hopefully this time, I'll be able to get a little bit quicker on the, you know, turnaround. But Every comment is still a giveaway entry. So you'll be getting a book. And she sent me bookmarks and stuff too for 12 days. So Catherine is also one of our 12 Days of Cozy's authors. So someone is going to be getting one of her physical books to add to the to be read list. So every comment, please do <laughs> come into it. Let me just tell you, one. I think the thing I love the most about Cozy Mysteries just in general are the pun-tastic names, which by the way, this book, mm-hmm is full of because you know whenever there's like a coffee shop or a bakery Mm. that there's going to be some punalicious items on the menu and I I just love the pun names so what was this one called cannoli it can only be murder and and like the first one is penny dreadful yes I I love her titles she has some of the punniest titles yeah so happy and on the cover she has this little cat going for the cannolis and then on the back cover it's again the dog is on my lap i don't know if you guys can see the little tail or not here but on the back the cat's got the cannolis on the ground <laughs> as if you know finally got the baking treat that he wanted so you got the little cozy companion you got the baking i mean i'm pretty sure yeah. she's gonna have you covered when it comes to you know your cozy mystery checkbox perfect. perfect sounds like a great read <laughs> I mean, so that actually kind of is a good way to dovetail with tonight's read. I mean, did you guys enjoy it? Did you? En- I'm trying to angle. So we have Snow Way Out, hopefully, because this one is not a matte coffee. You got the gloss. So sometimes it shines. So this one had some puns in it. We had, um, what is it? Brew Ha Ha as the cafe. And then she has her little snow globe shop 
which was more than just a snow globe shop, which I was a little surprised about. I thought it was literally just a snow globe shop. <laughs> I mean, it is called a snow globe shop mystery. <laughs> I love how the dog looks up. He sees me grab the snow globe and he's going, what's that? He was so interested for a second. <laughs> yeah. Can I kick us off? Can I say that? Yeah, go for it. Okay. I have to say, I thought it was very cute. I was really excited when this was the book that was chosen just because I thought snow globe mystery, like, uh, what? (laughs) And so I was really excited. And oh, actually, Crystal T. Nitz just uh, mentioned it. I liked that (laughs) there was a lot about how to make snow globes. And Stephanie, I'm with you too. I did not like the ending whatsoever. So I'm sure we will get to that eventually but I really did love see if what can. did you write I can't see no, it I'm trying to do so at the very back we have oh. how to do the snow globe and so I was so happy when I saw that because they do the snow globe shot you know they actually do a craft night and I'm going yeah. how do you make a snow globe I don't think I've actually ever made a snow globe I've only right? them. and so that's why I'm holding this up at the very end of the book they have the supplies mm. they have the how-to I mean, granted I am not a chemist by any stretch so when she's saying oh we make the snow by doing this I'm going that yeah. is impressive. I'm not doing that. I will yeah. burn myself somehow. I will I will ruin this. <laughs> Just give me the fake snow and we'll go from there. But they yeah. really love the snow globe making process, which was when she started cool. talking about the whole process of like cooking up. Mm-hmm. It was like a kind of acid or so. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is I don't see myself doing this, but I do appreciate the knowledge. Like I, that was, that was my thing I loved about the book was I loved the whole world. Like I liked this, this town. First of all, it's really funny that this is the second cozy mystery read we've done that's set in Minnesota while I've lived in Minnesota. Hello, darling, precious, (laughs) precious furball. Cause I think the last time I was on the show with you, we talked about what are they called? Hannah Swenson murdered and I was literally on the road moving to Minnesota and here I am in the hotel room and the poor (laughs) the poor travel companion she drops on the floor and she's trying to you know go so we we don't see her in the background (laughs) yep yep I was in a hotel in Nebraska but but this one was also set in Minnesota so loved the small town atmosphere I loved the idea of this shop like attached to the coffee shop. I thought that was really cute. It's like one of my dreams in life to open up a bakery coffee shop theater like hybrid. So I was like, oh, this is so I love it. This is like definitely what I'm I like. I kind of wanted them to spend more time in the curiosity shop like I because I wanted to see what else went on there besides the crafting, which I loved because I'm a girl who loves to craft. I want to so, learn how to make a snow globe. I want to, I want to, I wish that there was a snow globe making post quarantine, you know, maybe yeah. there's a YouTube channel to teach me. Uh, there's got to be a YouTube video out there somewhere. There's a, video there's a lot of crafting at home going on. I'm actually doing a craft night with friends via Zoom next week. So I, oh, yeah, I've been loving the whole crafting from home thing. So like I did, I did want more uh, because I just I'm like this is so foreign to me the whole like curiosity shop like I wanted to see 
what does that look like? Like all I really understood was that there were like snow globes and like old stuff. So I feel like this book could have been double in size with the amount of information I wanted. I mean, I wanted more information on her life in DC. I wanted more information on, you know, Clint's background. I wanted more information with just the friends because one of my notes was in the first four pages, we literally get five characters introduced the the setting introduced like the information dump (laughs) i mean the first chapter could have been you know much i mean there's so many more details i would have loved and again this is however you want to take it wanting more information i mean that's a good thing but on the other hand you're going i really want this information which is you know a little bit frustrating so it's a little bit of good and bad yeah I, um, let's see what else. Oh, people are saying, okay, they agree. We didn't get a lot of the curiosities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I, I just think that's such a cool idea about what that is. I, Victoria said, I was so annoyed that Cami Cameron came up so much. Yeah. The whole like name thing, like, cause I mean, I get that she wants to go by mm-hmm something more professional because like of the whole scandal in DC which I was like damn that's the book I want to read I'm going is there a prequel with this I mean also in the current day and age that we're living you're going this is such a minor scandal you're like that wouldn't even be a blip in the radar I mean in 2020 I was like "Mm -mm, that would that would be like a Twitter a Twitter (laughs) trending topic for like a few hours maximum <laughs> i was like if this if, if her skin only happened you know x amount of years later and i was just looking i was like jackie is in the comments jackie Lynn, she's one of our 12 days of coding authors she's gonna be on december 3rd in the evening and she's Yay. one of our i was gonna say she has some she has a book to give away too so shout out to jackie cool <laughs> i just saw her name pop up i was going oh celebrity the little guy jumped down from my lap and now he's looking around the apartment for something you guys are so cute with the comments i agree with you though entirely you know wanting more information and the snow globe element i want to know more about the cafe because again i love my baking cozies i feel like i say that every live stream but i love the baking and so the friend pinky i kind of wanted more information about what she was selling i mean we got one little tidbit about her favorite drink but I wanted more like, okay, what is it? Like? How do you it, make it? <laughs> it's so funny though that you say that. Cause like, I felt like we spent like 90% of the time in the cafe. Like I felt like we were always in the cafe. Like detail though. Like you were in the cafe, but you're just there. Like you didn't, you know, <laughs> last month, like a whole baking demonstration, <laughs> like British bake off. <laughs> I love that show. I can't believe they're doing the week to week again. I'm so frustrated with that. They did that last time. Now they're doing it again to me. Yep. Not in the semifinals or quarterfinals. Yeah, Dang I'm it. not happy with the with the final three in general with British Baking Show. But you know what? That's that's another episode for another day. <laughs> oh yeah, Crystal. She mentions the name. Yeah, I think I posted a poll over on Twitter. I I thought it was interesting because with the name, just again going back to that as we have our little like tangents. <laughs> These are the people she grew up with, and so when you go back to the people who know you. They're going to want to call you the way that they know you. I mean, trying and it was to- so selective. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was, I was trying to like, kind of understand her reasoning with like, why certain people, like, it seemed to me like she kept it. She stayed Cammy to Pinky, Aaron and Mark, but like, that's it. Nobody else. Or, or yep. I guess her family too. But, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I kept waiting for that to like change or like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like such a big deal. And it's like, why are we making this such a huge 
deal in I don't mean us I mean like in the book I just saw Victoria's comment she felt like the characters are in their 20s and I assume they were too and then she said she was turning 36 and I'm going that did not make sense to me because although I'm happy that she wasn't like 22 and owned a curiosity and cafe Mm -hmm. like that would have really made me upset (laughs) I was like she would have succeeded so much so early on in life I mean even I tried to kind of diagram just the the projection of her career in D.C. because she worked for the senator and then she took a little bit of time off and the senator contacted her again. I was trying to mm-hmm. figure out the age difference because it again, I almost could have put her as five years younger than 36. I think yeah. I could have gotten away with like putting her at 29 and 31 just because of the way the career played out. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of ambiguity with how far, you know, how much of a difference there was between when she took time off from the senator to when she went back. I was a little perplexed with that, going to the age of 36. I'm kind of going, there's a few years missing there, but I'll go with it. (laughs) I'm also kind kind of intrigued by the fact that most of the characters are like late 30s to like 40 ish. And like, they're all single for the most part, which I was like, that's different. Like, I kind of like that, but... You know, I it was it was something different to read. And I I mean, I'm single and almost 30. So it's like I and I live in Minnesota. So I I was like, okay, cool, good. I like that I've got like my people here. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. There wasn't a ton with like the romance, but I can I can tell I can see where we're going. Like, I mean, there's definitely like a clear path. Although I don't know if I'm a I don't know. I kind of want to put this to the chat. I really want to know what people's thoughts on Clint are. I mean, I, I thought it was interesting when Mark kind of hit on her when she was in her Marilyn Monroe getup. I yeah. mean, I think that Mark and Erin were going to be more of a thing. Yeah. I kind of think that they should have been married or were almost expected to be married in a way. Because mm-hmm. that kind of reminded me of friends with Monica and Chandler. Like, if you're in the same friend group, eventually someone's going to, you know, end up together. Maybe that's coming in a future book. I don't know. But I kind of got the little Mark and Aaron vibe until he mentioned Marilyn Monroe, in which case I was kind of going, Mark, you're a little bit, you know, you're hitting on your friend there. What's going on? So I was kind of intrigued about that a little bit because I kind of think those two are going to end up together at some point. Yeah, I agree. Because I don't, I never got the impression that like Mark and Cammy were ever going to be like a thing, but that he was, you know, the guy she grew up with. And I can yeah. see him with Aaron. I like, I'm just scrolling back through people's comments. You know what? I actually really liked this. Crystal brought up the adopted mom versus like the biological mom and just sort of like that mm-hmm. dynamic. I actually really appreciated that. And it's such a small thing, but like, I feel like we're first introduced to Cammie's mom with a quick thing that says, you know, she's technically my aunt, but she's my adopted mom. And then from that point on, she's always called her mother and her dad, who is biologically her uncle is also called her father. And I loved that because I've had this conversation with several of my friends who are adopted and they they always refer to their parents as mom and dad or or mom and mom, whoever, you know, and not like, no, this is my adopted mother. So I, it was so small, but I really appreciated that. And I thought that was really sweet. I don't know if that was something that the author like really put a lot of thought into, but I appreciated that. No, I'm, I'm nodding my head going exactly. That was one of my notes because I thought it was kind of really sweet how she addressed being adopted and you kind of had the two different 
they weren't, you know, it wasn't a juxtaposition of the two different lifestyles because both of them were, you know, acclimated very well. But you had mm-hmm. Aaron being adopted and then you also had Cammy being adopted. So that it was interesting that you had two different characters because sometimes it's almost, oh, we yeah. have one character who has this backstory or, oh, we have this character who represents this. So I actually really like the fact that there were two characters who had two similar yet different stories, how it kind of came yeah. to being. So I thought that she did a nice job of showing different ways that people can be adopted and become members of, you know, families. And I just thought that was so beautiful and sweet. I just, I loved that she even acknowledged that the family brought her out of her shell because mm-hmm. she was adopted when she was five years old. And I was thinking, oh yeah, you you are a fully formed human That's being. Works, nature versus nurture. And so I thought yeah. that was really nice that she even put in those details about how, you know, this, going from, you know, a quieter, you know, more, in, you know, introverted household to mm-hmm. we're Italians, we're, on the, we're around the table, we're talking, you know, you got to come out of your shell if you want to, you know, be a part of the conversation. And so I just love those small details too with that story. Yeah, I did too. I, I really did like, there were, there were a lot of like components of this book I liked. Like, I don't know if I loved it overall enough to read more in this series, but I, I liked the family dynamic. I loved... Mm-hmm the setup of like the shop. I like the fact that there's like a romance that's like kind of blossoming, you know, because I'm a sucker. We got to talk about that a little bit more too. Someone else mentioned, I was going to mention too, yeah, because the slurping, it wasn't just that he slurped. She called him out on the slurping. I don't know how I felt about that. I mean, it's called her out on her slippers. And I mean, I'm looking at everybody's comments, by the way, I'm loving this whole Clint thread. I've got... Team Clint, I don't like Clint. Didn't like Clint. Felt kind of creeped out. Clint was kind of boring. I liked Clint. I think Clint has some hidden feelings. Like, I, mean, yeah, I, I couldn't believe she called him out on the slurping. And then she goes, do you want peanuts and some celery and some other, you know, crunchy snacks? And I'm going, you are like, is that rude? Is that calling him out? Is that supposed to be like aggressive flirtation? What is this? Yeah, I I don't know. It's what and I'm some we're both people who read a lot of romance. And so I have to say, when you read romance, a very common trope is enemies to lovers. And I kind of got the feeling that that's what the author was maybe going for. But I feel like there was just so much animosity between them. Like they just there was nothing that they really liked about the other one except their physical appearance. <laughs> I was almost surprised about that in a way when it came to, I, we actually didn't know Clint was physically attractive until Pinky pointed it out. With a lot of love, you know, enemies to lover stories, they're going, oh, well, even though he's attractive, you know, he's a jerk. Yeah. Or, well, even though she's gorgeous, she's this. There's usually that, they acknowledge the physical appearance mm-hmm. in some way or, you know, oh, I usually love blondes or, oh, I usually love brunettes, except, you know, her, like there's always something to acknowledge and then kind of say why they're not attracted to that in this person. But we didn't even know anything about Clint's physical appearance until another character pointed it out. And then when he brought her kind of with him when he was doing his interrogation detective work, and then later on when they're leaving, Mark makes a comment about Clint kissing her and then Clint was so surprised. I was surprised that he was surprised because I thought he brought her with him because he wanted to spend time with her. I thought that there was an element where like he was aware of his feelings. And then yeah. when he wasn't aware of them, I'm going, well, then why did you do these things with her? Like, what is going on here? All of a sudden, I'm thinking back to him bringing her with him. to. He was almost like bringing your girlfriend to work day. And then all of a sudden, it's going, well, then why did you bring her out with you when I you were know. interrogating? I didn't understand when he was surprised. 
I, I would have been more, I kind of expected him to like have a blush or be embarrassed instead of. Right. I kept thinking like he kept keeping her around and stuff like on the one hand, because there's like the the interest or attraction that like neither of them want to acknowledge. But on the other hand, I was like, okay, but maybe it's under the guise of him just thinking that she's a suspect. So like he has to keep her close, like keep your enemies closer kind of thing. But I'm like, I don't know. It 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 didn't work for me. Oh, by the way, happy almost birthday, Renee. I see a lot of people weighing in. It's her birthday on Thursday. Yay! How exciting. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying they like to go to bed early. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, it gets dark here at 4.45 p.m. I am ready for bed. Yeah, we're all on the same page. But um, yeah, the the ride-alongs and like, I don't know. I just did not really sense much chemistry between them. Like, I'm with you. It wasn't really her even acknowledging that he was like attractive. It was her friends acknowledging it. So, and Mark pointing out the same thing to Clint. And I'm just like, okay, I don't, mm, I like characters to make their own decisions and their own choices as opposed to people making them for them. So romance wise, I'm like, not quite there for me. And I read a lot of them. So I mean, I think it was more, I I guess the author's probably going for that slow, slow burn, which is totally fine. Everyone likes something different. But I I just thought it was interesting when he was surprised. I kind of thought he had feelings for her from the get-go because, again, he even acknowledged, I kind of love the fact, again, he's knocking on her door, randomly showing up, and she's in a Marilyn Monroe costume because naturally when you're home, you dress up in your Halloween costume. But, you know, he opens the door, dresses Marilyn, and he goes, you know, he compliments her. And I thought, you know, he was acknowledging her beauty to some degree. And there were other moments where I thought he was showing that he was attracted to her. And then when he was so surprised, I kind of, I was so taken aback by that because I thought he had already sort of been dropping hints along the way. And then going back, I'm going, well, then why were you doing those things? What's up? Hold on. I almost need to go reread the book from the beginning and going like, what is going on with Clint here? (laughs) So major topic change, but this is important. What's your favorite kind of scone? (laughs) Where did this come from? Because I kept highlighting every time they mentioned a different flavor of scone or muffin. And I was really hungry by the time we finished. So I am really, really disappointed in the Starbucks located right near my apartment building because they no longer sell the pumpkin scone that I love. I love the pumpkin scone at Starbucks. That is one of my favorite seasonal treats eats whatever like I could have that every day all year long that would be so unhealthy but I love it and they no longer sell it although that's probably good for my health but at the same time it's super sad so (gasps) pumpkin summer said she's never had a scone (sighs) you know what summer they're really only good if you get like a a good one one. place and everything yeah I I actually I bring it up too because I live in Minnesota like I said and I live down the street from a coffee shop that makes the best scones and I've got one the other day and it was a chai a chai scone and it was never had one really really good and they give you like cream and like jam and stuff with it oh my gosh so good a few people brought up a good point that like when she was dressed as Marilyn Monroe and it was Halloween, 
it's Halloween in Minnesota. Like, girl, you gonna be cold. Like, I was kind of wondering about that too because they were complimenting her uh, stockings and how she did the line on the back. And I'm going, unless those are knitted, like thermal stockings, you're gonna be shivering. <laughs> They're yeah, talking about the stockings. And I'm going, yeah, but how how warm are they? <laughs> I know it's and it's so funny because like all the all the Halloweens I had in California were boiling hot and all the ones I've had in the Midwest it's been raining or snowing (laughs) yeah no I mean I also yeah I was gonna say I'm originally from Massachusetts and even in DC where I've been living for like seven eight years now yeah it's it's there's usually a little bit of a crisp in the air I I don't think you could get away with the Marilyn Monroe backless dress with a very very light because they were very specific with the jacket I, I think mm-hmm. you need something a little bit warmer especially because she's walking to and from the car and stuff it's not as if you're just you know in the same yeah. apartment building going down a floor so yeah the only way you'd get away with that is like if you were like in college going to like a frat party Halloween party and you're yeah. so toasted that it's it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not okay, but like, it's, you know, good enough. So fun fact, there was a blizzard on Halloween. Renee, Renee, are you in Minnesota too? Because this is really fun. Like somebody told me the, that's been like the main thing this year is we had early snow in Minnesota in October. And so everybody's been telling me, you know, there was a snowstorm in 1991 on uh, Halloween, which was the year I was born. So I just thought it was really funny. That's like the big story about snow in Minnesota. <laughs> I'm like looking, I, I apologize for like looking over. The dog has burrowed behind my, I call it my cozy corner because I have all my cozy mysteries on a little book corner. Right. And it's a vertical bookcase. He's behind them. He's burying his treat behind the bookcases. So I was looking over to make sure he wasn't stuck. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So if you hear anything in here, that's fine. We've got a lot of scone lovers. I'm still going with my pumpkin scone. I do love a good blueberry scone, though. The classics. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm no, in no. Northwest Illinois. Got it. Okay, cool. Awesome. I used to live in Chicago. So, or Indiana, not Illinois. Indiana. Excuse me, Renee. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at and I was like, we've talked about this and that. I'm going, we don't even, I didn't even well, need to. Like, I, don't know. I mean, okay. I have two things that kind of coupled together when it comes to the ending. So yeah, we talk about, well, we're going to have to talk about the murder going into the ending. So yeah, we have the, we have our victim, Jerry Powers, whom we mm-hmm. never actually meet. We kind of just hear about him. Then we find the body. I was so going to ask you, <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Cause like I personally, I have a preference for when I either read a cozy mystery or I watch a mystery And I think this is instilled in me from watching years and years of murder she wrote with my grandma that I like to meet the person who dies before they die. I don't know if anybody else has a personal preference for that, but I like, I think it's because when I watched Murder, She Wrote, you would meet them and you'd be like, oh, that guy's a jerk. He's going to get murdered. Like that's, it always worked out so well on Murder, She Wrote. Like they always Mm -hmm. killed the jerkweed and it was perfect but I was like I don't know Jerry I I want to know what kind of person Jerry is so I I think we had this conversation last time you guest hosted because I remember mentioning Monk I think unless you're a detective or someone who's in the police force coming to a scene unless you're coming to it cold because of a reason like that I think Mm -hmm. you can get away with it whereas Jessica Fletcher you you usually have those interactions which which I again I appreciate I like those moments but yeah, I'm kind of with you with this one. I was a little bit kind of, again, Cammy herself never actually interacted with him. This is where I think I kind of got a little bit like I'm on the fence with it because she only heard about him. And so right. 
that was where I was kind of getting a little bit of disconnect. She kind of just stumbled upon the body and she also touched the knife, which is realistic to some degree, because again, when you stumble upon a dead body, you're not thinking too clearly. Yeah. But at the same time, as Cozy Mystery readers, we all know you don't touch the knife. You know, you don't touch the murder weapon. That's a no-no. We don't do that. This is like hurting the animals. Like there's some things you just don't do in cozies. So she touched the knife, but she didn't have any personal experiences with him. She just had secondhand stories. So I kind exactly. of wish that, I almost wish that they had swapped her story with Erin's story where- About the post was, office? Yeah. Well, Erin was the one who was burglarized. Jerry broke yeah. into her house okay. and Erin had this issue where she didn't feel safe. She had to, you know, I don't know if it was testify, but she definitely had to interact with him. Not fairly regularly, but she did come in contact with him in a very traumatic way. So I almost wish that the stories were switched as if she was the one who had him break into her home. This way, we had more of a reason why she was investigating the mystery and why she had more context when she stumbled upon the yeah. body versus, oh, I've heard about him. So I don't know if anyone else felt, felt that way of switching the two backstories, but that was my little take on it. Yeah, people are weighing in and it's it's pretty evenly split amongst like whether they need to meet the person or they want to meet the person. It's easier to care. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's yeah. the thing like the, you know, when you care about the victim or you have to go sleuthing, my biggest pet peeve is when they're just kind of like being nosy, looking over like, what's going on in your backyard? Mm -hmm. And they're overstepping. So I, mm -hmm. I think there has to be a real reason why you're sleuthing. And again, going back to Murder, She Wrote, there was always a really good reason. One of her family members or friends, because she is the most popular human being on the planet. <laughs> I mean, Jessica Fletcher, her contact list. She has like 50 nieces and nephews. <laughs> I mean, I'm also questioning like, how many Christmas cards do you send out? I mean, you have a lot of postage stamps. I mean, that's a very extensive contact list. I mean, even staying in the nunnery in an episode, I'm going, you know, nuns? I mean, what's going on? Like, you know, everybody. Oh, that's such a good one. Too. Who is it? There's somebody super famous in that one that plays the nun. Oh, there's a lot of famous people on that mm. show. It's so great when they pop up. I also, my favorite, with, again, total tangent moment here. My favorite is when there's a character who was in the first or second season and then they come back in season four and five with a different else. person and I'm going, wait a second, you were the victim last time or, oh, you were the murderer last time. What's going on here? Now all of a sudden you're, yeah. you're the one that she's trying to help get out of, you know, trouble. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if anybody watches Midsummer Murders or not. It's like one of my favorite British murder mystery shows, but like, that's something they do all the time. I'll be like, wait a second. I recognize that dude. Like with the guy who becomes the new detective on Midsummer Murders, he was in an episode in like season four as like the gardener that was banging somebody's wife. I mean, it's <laughs> so funny. I can't. It's you guys need a Murder, She Wrote recap podcast. You know what? It's <gasps> probably already out there. It is That's amazing. <gasps> Thank you, Renee. Eileen Brennan was a nun in Murder, She Wrote. That I could picture her. I just couldn't remember the name. Because yep. I love that episode. I think I've seen every episode of Murder, She Wrote multiple times. It's amazing. It's a great show. I love it. It's. I like to fall asleep to it at night. <laughs> There's something so calming yeah. about it. And it's always so well done with the mystery. I, I'm always... I'm just baffled with this because there are so many episodes that every single one is so well crafted. I don't know what those writers were, like what their backgrounds were, but how they had those mysteries crafted every time. Yep. I don't know what he's barking at. Good Hello. Lord. Attention. Oh my God. Yeah. All British do the same. That happened in Doctor Who. Doctor was also oh, Doctor the Who. 
in murder she wrote how funny oh crystal i love that you brought that up that like when she back to the book when cammy is investigating she's really not a great invest like she just kind of goes up to people like expecting them to admit that the snow globes are their murder snow globes like she's not the best investigator Cammy. yes okay so the dog is officially behind my bed i don't know what he's okay. doing just want to give you a little update of why I ventured away from the camera. He's trying to bury something behind the behind the bed. <laughs> Don't know, but Cammy and her sleuthing—that was interesting. Wah, wah. <laughs> she just—I <laughs> don't even know where to start with this. What so, sleuthing? Like that's where you start. Is like what sleuthing? <laughs> random aside, I just saw Kim's comment come up. I am super annoyed <laughs> with, okay, so the crossover, I, this is, I just saw this comment. Oh. The Murder, She Wrote and Magnum P.I. did a crossover where we start off on Magnum and then it ends over on Murder, She Wrote. But if you go into the archives of Murder, She Wrote, you don't have the first episode. You just have the second episode, which is very frustrating. Anywho. <laughs> I did love that show too. These are all the shows I grew up watching with, uh, yeah. with my grandma and Columbo, of course, you know, the ultimate. Could always go Perry Mason with a cardigan too. I just throw it out there. But yeah. the sleuthing element, I was kind of wondering why she was sleuthing almost because she actually turned herself into a suspect. <laughs> so this is why I paused. So mm-hmm. she ends up telling people about how she found the body and she told the local gossip who also happens to be the local town reporter who then somehow ended up saying now as a suspect, in which case Clint, you know, gets upset with her and calls her out for that. But yep. Why are you telling the local town gossip? And then why are you turning yourself into a suspect? Because Clint and never the, actually calls her a suspect. And nobody else calls her a suspect either. And like the only, the only people she ever really is like following or investigating are like her friends. And I'm just like, <laughs> because it's, it's them or I, that's, I mean, that's the hard part about this book is like, you know, when you read any mystery, you immediately start thinking, okay, who are the suspects? Right. Like, and I, there's, there's a birthday for her and she's calling them like, did you murder him? Oh, we're planning a happy birthday surprise party. That is so awkward. And they never really did anything to like, I mean, one, they never really did anything to warrant that speculation. But two, they're also your like best friends. Like that should be, you know, enough, especially for cozy mystery world. I'm trying so hard not to laugh. Like they, like the one time she followed them and listened in and then they're planning her surprise party. I'm like, you are a terrible friend to even suspect that. <laughs> so bad. I can't like, yeah, she was, she was a hard one to deal with. I did like her friends a lot in terms of like the characters, like I think I would rather hang out with Pinky and Aaron than I would. Who are you? Who are you in this friend group in like the Pinky, Aaron, Cammy? Who are you? I mean, I, I, I probably lean more towards Pinky just because I love the color pink and I just kind of get those fun vibes from her. Although I am nowhere near five foot 10. I was so jealous when she said that. I have step stools all around my apartment. I was going, oh, that would be so amazing to be five foot 10. Pinky personality, but like the Aaron physical <laughs> embodiment. Yeah, I'm, I'm close to Aaron's, like, you know, height, physical description. I mean, she sounded so adorable, though. She's like teacher. Although we randomly met some of her teacher friends who came in for a scene and went away. So like, I kind of wanted more information about Aaron and just the context of what she's doing. But Aaron was adorable. Who are you? Are you Aaron, Pinky, Mark? I'm like 
And I'm like the the opposite of you. I'm like totally the Aaron. Although I love, I did identify a lot with Cammy and her like cleaning. Like I, she's yes. definitely like the Monica, and I think I'm closer to like being the Monica in Friends than I am anything else. And uh, but I would like want to be Pinky. Like Pinky's the one that you want to be, you know. So. I think um, I have an like, obsession with pink and purple. Like, I think I relate yeah. to her on like a couple levels. I wish I was more like her. I think that's why I'm saying the pinky. Although I totally relate with, I mean, midterms and finals. I don't think my apartment or life was ever cleaner or more organized because I'm like, let me do this instead of study. Let me do that instead of study. So yeah. I relate to the cleaning with as therapy too. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I have a note about therapy for this book. But first, let oh, me. Yeah, yeah let me oh, we What? No, Clint is like, go to therapy. You found the body. Go to therapy. Oh. And she asks him, Have you been to therapy? And he says, no. And she's like, bum, bum, bum. Like, I got you. I, yeah, <laughs> let me tell you. Okay, this was this was something. And uh, this almost, this kind of ties into the ending for me too, is I had a lot of questions about the author's point of view on mental health in this book. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't have answers. That's the thing is like, there was like several jokes of like, you should go to therapy. You know what? One, I'll let slide. Like it's five mm -hmm. years ago. Okay. Not a good joke, but whatever. It's brought up several times of like, you should go to therapy being the punchline, both between Cammie and Clint. And mm -hmm. no, I the yeah, I, I see the comments popping up. Some people don't even like the friends. Yeah. And then there's nothing, Renee, there's nothing wrong with therapy. I like Victoria, no. the lady who works the front desk at the police station. Yeah, that would have been, she, yeah, she's a relatable character. <laughs> she's also got the side eye like, yeah, look over there. It was just something that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And I, I doubt that that was, I don't think that was like an intentional choice at all. I think it's, I think it's something that also we've just had in our vernacular for so long of like, Hey, you should go to therapy that I feel like it's up until recently, it's just been such a joke. And like, like, you know, Kat said, therapy is no joke. Like therapy is fantastic. I think we should all go to therapy. Honestly, I think we would all be much happier if we went to therapy. And so, but that tied with the thing at the end and the reveal so, of who the killer is. So I honestly think that it was more to me. I interpreted it as a sort of joke, but in a like, okay, I, it's one of those I'm kidding, yeah. but not really kidding. Like, I think like they're trying to play it off because I think mm -hmm. nowadays it's easier to have those conversations of you should yeah. go to therapy. You, you found the body, you know, this is a traumatic experience. I think it's easier now to say that and have those conversations be taken seriously and not oh, think sure. we're stepping. So I think to me, like I interpreted those comments as trying to be like subtle hints versus being like, you should go to therapy and not have her be like, wait a second, I'm indignant because you said that. I mm -hmm. thought it was kind of a jokey way to say, no, you should look into therapy. So I actually thought it was yeah. more positive, but coming, but trying to spin it in a way that was more kind of palpable, like during that kind of day and age, I guess, even though it's only, you know, a few years back. But it's not, but it's not a joke though. That's the no. thing is like, no. I, I get that it was, it was meant like to me. And um, I know KL said something differently, but like for me, it was, it was played off as a joke. Like that's how yeah. I interpret it. But it's it's punching down like I'm taking a comedy class right now. And the first thing we talk about is like, you don't punch down, you don't punch down at people who are misrepresented or, you know, part of a minority. And and again, 
a lot has changed in the last five years since this book was written. So I totally understand. I think when we read the Hannah Swenson murder, the first book had been published like 20 years ago. And there was there was a lot we talked about that, you know, stuff that wouldn't fly if it was published today. So, I mean, I do understand that. The hard part for me was also kind of where mental health played a part in the end, because I, it is one of my biggest pet peeves when reading a mystery or watching a mystery to have the reason somebody kills somebody be like a PTSD storyline it's it's not my favorite like I and I know it happens I I mean I I know people suffer from PTSD and we all process things like that differently but uh, I don't know that just it really rubbed me the wrong way I didn't like the fact that it was a error death like it was almost as if it was a death by error almost because he he went into combat mode and that was how Gerald found his end but I I didn't like the fact that it was almost you couldn't have really guessed that because we had all these oh, other no. characters with we had the ex-wife we have the daughter who was alluded to and I thought maybe the daughter was going to be a surprise oh I was here the whole time I mean we had all these other things talked about when it came to his background so this is why I I'm going to say I liked the book I'm going to give it like three and a half four stars but I didn't like the ending because I felt like it was almost I don't want to call it a cop out because that's not fair that's but at the same time exactly. Yeah, but it felt like you were going back to the beginning, like no one was really at fault. And so, you know, it was a self-defense act and it was just a very strange sort of culmination at the end Mm -hmm. for me because we had we almost had this roundabout like we have a mystery, we have mystery, mystery. And then it was randomly solved because he confessed because he had his own personal demons. He was overcoming. I just it was almost as if. You didn't need to have the ex-wife storyline. You didn't need to have the girlfriend, the then the girlfriend's sister, and then the missing daughter. There are all these other characters who were, <laughs> even her friends came up as suspects. You have all these yeah. other characters as suspects. And then, all the, and then it comes back to the man who was in Vietnam and encountered all these things. And, you know, God. all of a sudden, Gerald is going <laughs> to... Of course, he of course, he has the knife that he stole from Aaron's house as his weapon of choice. And it comes back to that. And so we had this whole murder, you know, we we had this whole board of suspects almost for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. And and see, here's the thing is like and I really liked Archie, like as a character or a person like he was he was precious. He's he like as I was reading, there was no way that I was going to guess it was him. I wanted to see him in future books. And I mean, maybe yeah. we do, maybe, I don't know. But I kept thinking like, you know, this is the cute old guy that like lives in town. And if he was the killer, I almost wish it would have been for like malicious reasons. Like he yeah. he wanted to protect, like Aaron's like his, you know, daughter that he loves and he wanted to protect her. Like I would have bought into that a whole lot quicker yeah. than I would have PTSD clicking in and that being the reason. I'm looking at the comments and other people are saying the same thing, saying you didn't know who the yeah. killer was. You were hoping it was May. Because again, like you're not going to instantly come to, oh, it was self-defense and it was an accidental death. When you're reading a mystery where all these suspects are coming up, you know, out of every corner of the novel, mm-hmm. every, every chapter, even, you know, the the missing brother, you know, who he had issues you know, a supposed issue or confrontation with, you have Benedict coming in and out of the story. Like you have all these other people that you're looking at and to have it be a self-defense 
act kind of was like a letdown because you're like, oh, who is it? Is it going to be May? Is it going to be the brother? Is it going to be, you know, the missing daughter? Right. Is it going to be Erin because she never feels safe anymore? Like, who is, who is it? And then all of a sudden it was like, wah, wah. <laughs> like, yeah. So um, that was just my little like, it was I went you know, you're, you're going up, you're going up, going up. And then all of a sudden it was like that kind of, it was very anticlimactic. And then when we get to the thing, Renee actually brought up something that I've watched too many dark mysteries that my mind immediately goes to stuff like this. But Renee said, I wanted it to be Jarrell. That was the killer. And the one found was Ben Arnold. And I was like, that's exactly where my mind went because they kept talking about, oh my God, they look so much alike. Oh my God, they're like twins. And then surprise, they are. But I was like, oh my God, he killed the other twin. Like he's been pretending to be him. And then it was just like, nah, I just came to like, tell him we were brothers, but he was dead. (laughs) There's a Josh Whedon quote of, you can't just say it was the twin. You got to have a reason why it was the twin. Like when he's talking about writing a twin into a series, I thought of that when we, when this came up, I was thinking of this Josh Whedon writing quote because it would have been like, it was the twin. And I kind of would have liked that almost. I love a good murdered twin. Like that's great. I mean, I know it's so cheesy, but better cheesy cliched murder twin than it was an accident. Oh, like I, <laughs> I think if it was a different, you know, for cozy mysteries or murder mysteries in general, like you want there to be a reason you want there to be a, you want there to be a motivation. You want there to be a, you know, the suspense, the drama, the big reveal, this yeah. the big reveal part that I wanted. I mean, if you were going to have something like this, you know, make it into a different genre or a different, you know, market this differently, <laughs> just put it yeah. on saying it that way because when you have mysteries or of this you want that this is why it played out this way you know you want to make your mystery worth it it has to have that sort of you know it has to have that hi he's going behind me again to be the little pillow he's worth it star this evening like he just wants to be front and center I mean, yeah, because even then he's hiding like, yeah, I wasn't, he's just like, yeah, I'm running away from this conversation. When you have mysteries, you're, you're, you just want that. It's building, it's building, it's building. It's just, supposed yeah. to be, you know, the clouds have parted and all of a sudden there's this realization, the epiphany. It's not supposed to be a, a, a letdown. And so that's the that's the problem with yeah. mysteries when it kind of comes to like, you were never going to predict this. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, we have 10 different suspects, 10 different backstories. And all of a sudden it was a self-defense. Like your mind's not going to go there as the reader. And so you're going to be upset as the reader. Like, well, I was never going to get there. So yeah. Like if anybody predicted this one, kudos to you. Cause I mean, <laughs> I just, yeah. I have no idea. And that's my favorite thing about reading mysteries is the whole guessing thing. Like, Mm -hmm. and when I'm home with my parents, we watch so many mysteries and like the whole thing is like us. Okay. Who's your guess? Who's your guess? We make our guesses like 20 minutes in like, okay, why did they do it? You know? And so this is one where you can play the game all you want, but Either way, you're going to come up disappointed in the end because it's none of your options. I mean, it was just like again, if if you think about like your story of friends or family, like someone's gonna be like, "Oh, it was totally Lauren." Oh, it was totally May. Oh, it was totally Aaron. Like you're not gonna be like, "It was totally Archie." Self defense. Like you're not gonna be. No one's sitting there guessing that. (laughs) And if you were, I I don't know how you got there because, I mean, even the the appearing and disappearing snow globes was a letdown for me with this because. 
thank you. What, we have May who's missing supplies. And I thought it was interesting that she even kind of red flagged it because it wasn't really an expensive, you know, it wasn't something where it was going, oh, this is the thing that I need for all of my my you know classes. This is the thing I need, you know, so I can do this or that. It was just sort mm-hmm. of random materials that went awry. Like I would have just assumed they had gone missing during the class or someone had used them. Or And that's what everybody else said too. They're like, yeah. how does she know what's missing? Like, I yeah. think Like even that red flag wasn't a red flag for me, but I honestly thought he would have been making a snow globe anyway, because he was there during the class. I just, I I didn't even put that into the red flag column. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Like he's at a snow globe making class and I don't want to let him make a snow globe. (laughs) Like let the guy make a snow globe. I know. God, for God's sake, I'm thinking, let's see, Renee said, oh. I want to hug him. Like, it's weird to be like, I want to hug the murderer at the end of Cozy Mystery. Be like, I feel bad I for felt guy. bad for him. Like, I was like, yeah. he's like the one character I care about yeah. from this story. And you're taking him away from me to prison? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't seem okay. So, yeah, it just, I don't know. And, and I'm sure I'm, I'm going to assume that like in a series that I know there's, there's three books at this point, right? Three, like they can't all end in a whoops, surprise, you know, kind of thing. So I, I, it kind of felt like to me, this is how I'm interpreting this ending. I don't know. I don't know this author personally, but it felt like to me where you love your characters and you don't want one of them to be the bad guy. Like, that's how it felt like to me. Like, you wrote these characters, you fell in love with them, and then you didn't want one of them to be, like, this, you know, this bad guy with bad motivations. Like, it kind of came around that way where everyone has almost a happy ending sort of thing. So that's how it kind of read to me. But I felt so badly for this guy because even then, I saw someone else mention Aaron. (laughs) He thought Aaron was his daughter. And... Erin didn't want to do the blood test. He, she didn't want to find out if she was his daughter. And I felt badly for him even just reading that. Here's this yeah. guy. He has a self-defense murder. He's been wondering for years if this woman is his daughter. She finally finds out that he's been wondering this and she's not going to, you know, take him up on this. <laughs> and then and then he's in jail at the end of this book. Yeah, um, well, just, and, oh, sad. And, well, and by, by your reasoning, though, this whole idea mm-hmm. of like, you fall in love with your characters so badly that you don't want one of them to be like, a murderer or evil or whatever, why then would you pick the most harmless, sweet character of the whole story? Like, I would have believed Cammy was the murderer before I would have believed Archie was the murderer. Like, I I would have picked any of them except for Archie. So I, hmm, hmm, I'm upset. <laughs> I felt so badly for this guy. Like, I just wanted to hug this fictional character and be like, oh, I'll be your, like, random, like, I'll be your, you know, like, one of those, I'll be your friend. <laughs> and, and I also all- really, really appreciate Victoria's comment about being disappointed that no one was killed by a snow globe. Because I have to say, when I heard this was a snow globe mystery, I was like, oh, someone's going to get, like, a globe to the face. Like, that's how this is going to go. I was also, okay, so this was me too, being very disappointed with the snow globe element because when he even said he didn't realize that he had created a snow globe that depicted the, not murder, but the, you know, the death scene, he he did that by accident. It It wasn't, you know foreshadowing it wasn't like oh go look in the park or oh and it wasn't her, her premonitions 
it, it wasn't, it didn't play into the mystery. It was just coincidental. I would have yeah. loved it if someone had been like, I'm going to murder this guy in the park. I made a snow globe. You found it. I'm totally giving you something to go with. Like, and then from there, like, and that would have been far more intriguing to me than like, I accidentally made the same situation in a snow globe. <laughs> yeah. You also only get like, I, I mean, we're both writers. You get one coincidence. You get one per story. That's it. One. Yeah. And this one had too many. And I just was like, okay, like, I guess that is, I'll accept that. But like, no, I'm with you. I wanted evil plans I'm going to make a beautiful snow globe depicting my murder. Like, I love that. I'm like, oh, my God, it's art and crime. Ah, Like, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm laughing because he did the same thing with the second snow globe. He just sort of forgot it was there. <laughs> he did the same thing the second time, too. Like, yeah, I accidentally picked up the snow globe, left it, went back for it. Again, we mentioned the coincidence. It was the same thing twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, yes, a snow globe killer who crafts before killing would have been more interesting. I agree. That would have been so, so cool. I would have been so invested in that being like, you're putting yeah. energy in, like, into your craft. I and love it. Like a clue. Like that would have been so in, like interesting love to me. It. Like, oh, we made a snow globe or, oh, I knitted something and here's the pattern of like, oh, go through the maze and there's the dead body. Like it would have been so oh interesting to see that. God. Imagine a knitted sweater and like there's like a map on yeah. I'm leading you to the body. Like I'm trying to think of the crafts you can do Ooh. that with your body, <laughs> which is such a weird thing to say. If you take this out of context and like make this a jib, you're like, what? Like using I <laughs> loved that. That's the mystery you have to go right. Or like Victoria, a puzzle. Victoria has questions about the timeline in general. And I Oh my gosh, I don't know how well I can handle history right now, but I was confused by the time, like because Vietnam ending by 1974. Okay, right. So the characters seem too young to have been born in early to mid 70s, even if they're in their 30s. I mean, again, with the whole, I wasn't sure about her missing five years with her career. So this is just gonna be like, um, kind of I'm not like giving her a pass but I'm like I don't even know what year this book was supposed to take place in because they didn't really talk about texting and stuff so like I'm not really sure what year this book was supposed to be set if it was supposed to be a contemporary or like five years prior to publication like I'm not even sure about when the the setting yeah because they I don't know how to interpret that if it did take place like in publication year of 2014-15 they would have been born in like the early 80s like 1980 1981 ish maybe 79 but yeah that doesn't but they knew yeah mm, nope yeah that's why I'm sort of like I didn't really know what to do with that myself because I, I, that's why I'm like I'm just sort of like ignoring that sort of yeah. thing. like that's the piece of the puzzle where I'm like okay you have to you have to ignore I mean it's it sounds bad to say but it's like you have to ignore stuff like that because if you get so caught up on it in like the first chapter or two, you're not going to care about the rest of the book. Like that's just going to be what stands out. I've been there. I do the same thing in romance. I'll be like, wait a second. They just met yesterday. What's going on here? Like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. 
that's some of the time it's so funny too because i feel as if when it comes to mysteries you're supposed to look at details you're supposed to be like oh we had this random reference oh we had this that was a little you know drop in there and yet at the same time it's like don't get hung up on certain details with backgrounds and stories and stuff like there's this weird oh you're supposed to kind of balance between oh this detail matters and then that one is supposed to be just like brush over you so yep i know i kept trying to think i was like ooh, who's the killer gonna be is it gonna be the daughter that like of, of May's daughter who no we haven't met her we've just heard about her like is it gonna be there was the one moment and tell me if this anybody else this stood out to you but there was one moment where they say like oh my god this is so crazy this is the only murder that's ever happened here and then somebody else says no if you remember this like old person died um yeah. what was it remember old Wild- widow Calder poor thing that was never solved. And I was like, oh, unsolved mystery. So I made a little note because I couldn't figure this out because I, I wrote her name down. So we, we met the character Paige. We find out she's a kindergarten teacher. And I like I wrote down, we randomly met her. Is she the daughter? Question mark. And we yep. never meet Paige again. She's in one scene. We find out what she does for work. We learn a little bit about, about her personality, her characterisms, her quirks. Then she just goes away and never pops up again. I was yep. convinced she was the missing daughter that we were like, oh, yeah, here are the photos. Yep. Oh, you know, she didn't come to the funeral, but maybe she's in town working. Like, I thought she was going to be the daughter. And then all of a sudden, we never hear from her again. And I was just sort of going why did I make this note? Like, why was this character here? I was, again, that wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because those are usually the people I pick out to be murderers in stories. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, we only met them once. They seem like the least likely suspect. So obviously they have to be someone's long lost daughter and they're out for revenge. Like, come on! <laughs> Even the sister Lauren wanting to protect the, you know, Pamela, the, the girlfriend of, you know, the bad guy, our victim. Like, even then, that would have made more sense to me. <laughs> I love how we're figuring out all the other murderers in the book. We're like, oh, she could have killed him. She could have killed him. It was this. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we're having fan fiction right now. We're like, oh, we're writing a different ending. Yeah, here's how it actually goes. I like your note, Mary. And this is how I feel about a lot of first in series books is, you know, there's a lot of random details and, you know, you have to meet all the characters. My dad's actually a big cozy mystery reader now. And he said that, like, usually when he buys a new book, we got him a Kindle for his birthday, too. So he's been binging them he usually skips the first couple books in a series because he's like, I don't care about these people. I'm just here for the mystery. Like, so it always cracks me up because I tell him, I'm like, oh, see, I like the first book because like you get to know everybody, but you have to like the people to come back for more. Like mm-hmm. that's the trade-off. And I don't know. What do you think? Do you think you'll read more in the series? I feel like I'm going to add it to the to be read list, but it's not going to be at the top of my list. I think that's their way of saying it. Like, I feel like I'm going to have to be in the mood because again, like I'm not going to be able to necessarily predict the ending and I'm going to have to be okay with that. You know, like I like to play the who did it game. That's again, I, when I read a mystery, I'm playing like, oh, is it this person? Is it that? Like, I mean, I like playing that game. I I, I look for those details. I want to play along. So this is going to be the type of series where I'm going to be like, okay, I'm going to just sit to relax, leisure reading. And so just go into the story, not play the game, just be there to find out, you know, the narrative itself. So I'm just going to have to be in the mood for it, I think. Are you going to yeah, keep it? That's, that's going to be, that would be hard, I think, for me to 
set aside the game element just because that's why I read mysteries is like, I want to play the game. And when you teach me in the first book that there's no point in me playing the game because you're going to pick the most harmless old man in town to be the murderer, then I have questions about whether or not (laughs) I'll like the rest of them. But I mean, I like the writing. I think I'm just curious to find out more about Clint. I mean, even that the murder that happened you know, in the town that nobody wants, to, people didn't seem to want to pick up on in this book. I kind of want more details. Like I kind of, again, like if this book was a little bit longer, I would have been like, oh, here's Clint's backstory. I found out more about her life in Washington. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I would read to find out those details and more about the characters than solve the mystery. So we want what all the other You want the political thriller book and you want the prequel where the old Romance. lady gets murdered. <laughs> yes. So we want all the other ones. Does she have, do you know, does she have other books as well? Because I'm with you. Like, I liked her writing style. I thought it was, you know, a a good amount of like description, but not, not too over the top. Like, I didn't feel like we were getting too much overload. It's a quick read. I read most of it in the bathtub, like I've been doing lately. So... She has a she has a good backlog of books here. Okay. There's, um, she has so there's two more in the series. So we have the Iced Princess, and then we have Frosty the Dead Man, which is an epic title. So then we Love have it. she has Buried in Wolf Lake, the, an altar by the river. So she has another mystery series. Okay, um, it looks like she has a couple short stories, Murder in the Wind. She looks like she may have another pen name here too. So I might have to look into her and let you guys know over on the Twitter and Instagram what else is going on with her story. Hey, we have friends in common on Goodreads. Um, There you go. Oh, Renee, I love that you brought that up. That was actually something I made a note of too, is that the author used to work with the police department here in St. Paul, where I live. And I thought that was really cool. And so... I kind of wanted to see more, but like, I, I would want to read, I would want to read like this book from Clint's point of view, like uh, almost the police detective, not really Clint. Like, honestly, I don't want to read Clint's point of view, but like Slurping. if it was told from like a police department point of view, I'd love to have like her insider knowledge, like as the detective. I'm kind of laughing because I'm like, then I could find out why he brought her with him when he was dete- like doing the detective work. Cause I saw right? that was there. That just seems so random to me that he like, again, that's why I thought he already had feelings for her. <laughs> I would love to know that. Like, is this, yeah. Cause then I can find out why he brought her with him. <laughs> Cause that made no sense to me. Nope. Oh, nope. Clint, Clint made no sense to me in general. Like I was like, Oh, he's eye candy Clint. I did like that. I did like that. They called him eye candy Clint, but yeah. Other than that, yeah, I can I can take him or leave him, but I would like to like to get a different POV. I think I I think she should write something that's from you know her experience, like yeah. put it into practice. Was it his weird way of asking her out? Maybe that's how he's courting her. Yeah, you guys are with, like I I assume that he already had feelings for her, so maybe that is his very awkward way of being. That's how he courts. <laughs> 
maybe that's I, I was like if that's his way of being a ladies man like you know he, like, there's no one else in town he's gone out on dates with because they're not going to want to go find dead bodies with him um he, yeah. he was the only person working in that police department aside from the lady behind the desk he was the only person on call most it's nights just, so. yeah it's him and mark and the lady at the desk and that's yeah. it they, they did say it's a small town so i'm like okay but still <laughs> uh, uh, yeah yeah i was like yeah, i know my guy <laughs> did you have um, any other any other things about the book or any i think any you guys, i think we talked about everything i actually put my notebook on the ground because i was like we are i was trying to mark off with my little star pen i don't know if you guys can see it it has a little star on it um, i was trying to mark off like we talked about this we talked about that so i actually really talked about all my notes i mean i just think that i'm kind of more intrigued with the characters than I am with like finding the next mystery in the series. Like, oh, is Mark and is Mark mm-hmm. gonna end up with Aaron? Is <gasps> like I kind of want to know more about the characters than anything else. So I might mm-hmm. give you guys an update if and when I read the next book in the series, Ice Princess. So I want I Mark and Aaron, Team Marin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I might give the next book in the series a try. I mean, I hope you guys at least enjoyed reading it. Like. I was really invested in the book until I found out Archie was the killer. And then I was sort of like, okay, we went from five stars to four. So like, I still enjoyed it. I still think it was a really well-written book. I mean, again, though, like, I feel as if we've been on such a hot streak with books. Like everyone's like five stars, five stars. I love this. I love this. So I'm like, this was a good read. Like, I'm like, it's a good read. I'm not going to call it like my next five star, like, you know, making my top 10 list, but it was a fair read. So I hope you guys enjoyed it at least. Yeah. I'm not disappointed that we read it. There's still, like I said, there's a lot about it I like. I like all the bits and pieces. It's kind mm-hmm. of just like how they came together. That wasn't like my super favorite. Crystal said three stars. I would give it, I think I'd give it like three and a half, probably like maybe just below four stars. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I thought it was, I just, I love the idea of a curiosity shop, especially one that I kind of wish she only sold snow globes. Like, how I thought she did. I thought it was literally a snow globe shop. How funny would that be? Like, I, that would kill me, especially in Minnesota, which by the way, I don't know who would buy a snow globe in Minnesota when you walk outside and it is literally a snow globe. Like, that is, I'm living in a snow globe right now. Like, I don't need one to remind me. Well, hello there. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to sit back. I needed to lean back in my chair, and I was like, "He's blocking me." <laughs> this is going to sound like a random note, but it sounded as if her adoptive parents and some other people had been collecting snow globes, and then she was then selling them. And I'm going, "If these are what people collected, I would be, you know, those are treasures. I'd be putting them aside to showcase, not sell." So that was my other little tidbit that I just had to kind of throw out there. Yeah. It's interesting. It's You know what, though? Let me tell you, I go to a lot of, or I did in California, I went to a lot of flea markets. And it is really funny. Like one of my favorite things to pick up are postcards that people have written to each other. Like I have a set of postcards that my friend and I found at a flea market that are correspondence between these two ladies from back in like the 60s. And we just kept finding more of them. And so I'm guessing that like, when people pass away and like they clear out their estate, they give away stuff like that. And I just, I treasure it. I think it's so cool that it's like, I have like a piece of these random strangers history. Like 
in a drawer, which I just find hysterical. But I'm, I'm like sitting here like, you got to write a book on this. Like there's totally yeah. a story you told there. <laughs> the postcard mysteries. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here going like, there's there's a promise in there somewhere. I'm going, that's interesting. Mm. Like, hey, remember when we found that dead body? Um, <laughs> in the yeah. postcard. Do you remember that? Like, yeah, it's so funny too. Cause like the way this is my grandma, my Mimi, she still writes letters like to her friends and she'll be like, hi, I'm good. How are you? Today we ate trout. I'm going to the store. I'm just like, I don't understand. Like pick up a phone. But at the same time, it's entertaining. Oh, Crystal wants to know, how do you have a snow globe shop in a small town? And how does it stay in business? I mean, that's why I think it's a good thing that it's attached to the cafe. <laughs> exactly. Which is why I feel like they spend a lot more time there. Like there's a lot more attention paid to the cafe. I almost wish there was like a theme though. Like the cafe was like you were inside a snow globe or something. Oh, I, I was even kind of curious about this because again, pinky, she likes the color pink. She wanted yeah. to the cafe all pink, but then she threw in some grays so that it was gender neutral. I'm going, I would have actually loved to the cafe just been like over the top colors. Like just, just go for your theme. Like everything, the counter pink, the walls pink, the chairs pink, the cups pink. I'm like, do you know what kind of Instagrammable moment that would be? Like people love that, you know? So yeah, I was kind of, I saw them say like they wanted to be gender neutral. I'm like, I would have, I mean, if, if you want to do pink, you do pink, you go do for it. it. Like yeah. Elle Woods made it work. You can do like, <laughs> <that at> it. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. I, I do want to know more about the characters, especially because like, I'd have a hard time forgiving Cammie. So I'm curious, like how their relationships are in the next few books. I but... mean, we thought her friends were murderers. So yeah, <laughs> I wish, I hope one of them is a murderer at some point. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, unless one of them's the victim and that's why she has to go sleuthing and oh. go on a ride with Clint. <laughs> That's yeah, that actually that was something that my dad recently read. And he told me he's like, I was reading this cozy mystery series and one of the main people died. And I was like, oh, God, that's yeah, it's one of those if you get attached to a character and then and then something happens to them, that's the worst. Yeah, there have been some authors where like in live streams, I'm like, please don't kill this person. I love them. Yeah, I'm going to be thinking about Archie for a long time. It's it honestly makes me sad. So I'm going to make pie tonight and drown my Archie sorrows in a piece of pie that's meant to be for Thanksgiving, but I'm going to make it a couple days early. (laughs) And dedicated to Archie. Yeah. I was like, after reading this book, I was like, (laughs) I need the pie now. I know. I was like, I'm going to have to do something with Max. Be like, cheer me up, little guy. Be my little friend. But yeah, I thought this was a fun read, though, like heading into the holiday season. Like, I know it's not a holiday book, but yeah, that one is. And I'm excited about that one. And all the cozies that you're going to be talking about during 12 Days of Cozies, like I'm swamped in holiday romance right now. Like I've got holidays left and right for like the rest of the year. 
I know. I'm really hoping and I'm looking forward to reading this book. You know, if you guys have any other questions, thoughts, queries about anything, like please comment right now because I feel like we're probably going to wrap up soon because this guy is like falling asleep on my lap and he's probably, and as soon as he wakes up, he's like, mommy, it's my time now. But yeah, I'm looking forward to reading this book. I mean, again, I think this was a good read. It wasn't my favorite of 2020, but it was still, Mm -hmm. I still am happy that I at least read it, can mark it off my to be read list. Mm -hmm. And I do think it's an interesting premise. You know, now I kind of want to see if there's another snow globe mystery out there or, you know, now I feel like this is inspiration to see if, you know, hey, maybe I can write a book about a snow globe or my little, you know, from there (laughs) that we were talking about. But yeah, so next up we have Mrs. Claus and the Sandalan Slings. And then for January, I remember talking about this in the last live stream and over on Instagram and Twitter. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to be bringing back the the books that came in second that were really, really close percentage. (gasps) So our January poll is probably going to go up somewhere in mid-December. But with everything going on between the holidays and 12 Days of Cozies, I don't really want to have to put that pressure on you guys to try and come up with another book to recommend or request. So I'm taking that off the plate and I'm bringing back your previous requests. And then I'll post that in December sometime. You guys will vote on that for January. So I know what I'm going to do to keep that poll alive and help you guys out. But, you know, I remember one of them, it was like G major. Another one was Killer Chardonnay. So there were some really good <gasps> <nice> ties. <laughs> I, by the way, Killer Chardonnay, I yeah. suggested to another book club that I'm a part of. And we didn't end up picking it, but it was a very popular choice because people were like, what? Wine? Of course. So that's my vote already. I can already tell you. There were some books that came up like we had a couple ties. There were two months in a row we had ties and I had to do a vote off, which was insane. I was mind boggling when I'm like, how do we get the same percentage? It was so it was so crazy and awesome at the same time. So those books are coming back around. So in January is kind of like our second chance cozies in a way. But again, these books were worth reading in the first place. So these are well deserved second chances. So I know it's coming for January. So we got that covered. We have 12 days of cozies. And we have our buddy read. So hopefully you guys will be able to get your coffee soon and enjoy some of this coziness. But if you guys have any questions about anything, you know, please ask now because otherwise I'm pretty much, I've told you. She's got a dog. She's set. (laughs) I know, right? I was like, well, because I told you, I read my notes to you guys at the beginning. I'm like, I I told you everything. This is so interesting because usually, again, I'm an introvert. I I live with Max. I don't talk to him all day, every day. So my vocal cords at the end of our live streams are like, what have you been doing to me? And I'm usually trying to like, you know, power through them to give you guys the the last update of the night. So right now I'm like, hey, wait a second. I have no more notes to read to you. This is so amazing. (sighs) Isn't it great? You got all the business out of the way. (laughs) Mary says bye. She's going to go eat. Christine has killer Chardonnay on her TBR. Heather's reading Kilt Dead. That's a great title. I like it. Is somebody in a a kilt? Duh. I was about to say, are they in a Scots? And I'm like, no, they're in a kilt because they're a Scot. I have a couple books from Kensington. It was like dead in Dublin. And like, I need to read these books. And I have another one that's like a killer. Like it has a Scottish terrier on the cover and it's set in Scotland. I'm like, I need to read this one. So the kilt, I'm thinking of my Scotland and Ireland books. Like I need to go there. So yeah, those are on my to be read list. I need to know if you like this book. Do you have a list of your favorite books? I I might do that actually. That's something else for the for the to for the to do list. I don't I don't have a list currently, but that might be worth doing. I mean, I've really loved all of our books to share for the book club. I mean, every month I've really been happy with the you know you guys have great taste in books, so I think you could probably. Yeah. Like, what did we read this year for Cozy Mystery Club? You're like, 
here is your list of books that it's I fun enjoy. to look back like and just kind of see like the ones that you did I just I run another book club and I I just put together our um which Victoria is a part of that I, I just put together the like look at here's what we've read this year and I was like wow we read all these they're so different there's this and nonfiction and a biography like it's so nuts to like look back and see plus this year is like also like 10 years long so I mm-hmm. understand if you don't remember what you read in January <laughs> well I try and keep the list pretty updated so I have it on my personal website under the Cozy Mystery Book Club and then on the yeah. cozymysterybookclub.com website I have the list of all the books that we've ever read for the club and so I'll you know everything is there for you guys so that if you ever need the backlist, the backlog, it is there and it's linked to Goodreads for you. So yeah, I have the PDF download too, which I am so proud of because it's linked so that if you click on the Goodreads icon, it will bring you right there. It also has all the book blurbs and book covers. So I try and keep everything updated for you guys. Again, I want to do my best for you and hopefully, you know, (laughs) you are able to utilize these, you know, these things that I'm providing. So yeah, I think that's a really great place to go if you need to find some cozy wrecks because we've we've read across the board so i'm yes the little guy he was he just kind of did a little like yeah i agree with you yeah that's right i'm loving all these wrecks that people are saying that they're reading right now too oh victoria mentioned that's the book we're reading for our book club right now midnight at the blackbird cafe which isn't technically a cozy it's definitely yeah it's not a cozy mystery but it's very cozy and we picked something we wanted to have like food and family and stuff for yeah that's perfect yeah. Thanksgiving. and yeah. it's even without a dime is another perfect thanksgiving read yes. putting that out there <laughs> i'm gonna I think be- has a happy thanksgiving i might as well like yeah. mention that while, we, while we're kind of tying up loose ends for the night like i really hope you guys have a great thursday i mean and then you're able to di- you know Black Friday, you survive. Hopefully you're not going to the stores or if you are going to the anywhere, don't go anywhere this whole week. Stay home, eat, eat some more online shop, read and then eat some more. So, I mean, that's that's all you need to do. Yeah. And I mean, Cyber Monday is coming too. So you have mm-hmm. your deals coming. I hope you can get your Christmas presents. You treat yourself to something. You're able yeah. to get your favorite cozy mystery read. You're able to add something else on your TV red list. And, you know, 12 Days of Cozies is coming. So you can be winning some wonderful giveaways from some of these amazing cozy mystery authors, which I'm so happy yeah. about. So there's a lot of hopefully awesomeness and coziness coming your way. And I hope you're able to enjoy this Thanksgiving, you know, enjoy it however you can whether it's through mm-hmm. zoom you know watching something fun on tv chatting text email whatever you do like i just hope you have a great day with it me too me too be cozy <laughs> stay cozy and stay safe and i want you to enjoy the season i mean and then we have christmas coming so please stay safe and healthy yeah. so you can enjoy all the all the coziness across the across the holiday season so much you got to stock <laughs> up on your health so you can prepare yourself for all the cozies Oh, yes. Because then come 12 Days of Cozies, we got you. I'm going to keep you busy <laughs> with all the yeah. coziness. And then you can relax a little bit and then you can enjoy 2020. You, 2021 is coming and New Year. Yeah, but don't, we're not going to enjoy 2020 again. Don't even <laughs> tease me with that. <laughs> Bye-bye. Farewell. Fare thee well. Uh, <laughs> I know you guys are so sweet. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I will go through every single comment. I will create the giveaway entries and I will announce over on Twitter and Instagram 
who our lucky winner is for It Can Only Be Murder, because that sounds like such an awesome, fun, cozy read. You're going to have to tell me if you enjoy it. I want it. I want to win. I want to read about cannolis. (laughs) And Max is awake now. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for having me again. It's always such a pleasure and so much fun to come out here and talk cozies with Aww. you because I read other things than romance. Uh, well, I am so honored to have you be a part of this. I was so happy and I was honored to be a part of Boobies and Newbies. Again, I'm your December 3rd, you know, your three days of boobsness there. I'm your guest. And so yep. I am honored to be a part of that. And you are welcome back anytime. You can... <sighs> You're such a fun guest. You're so sweet, so eloquent. And I just, I love chatting with you. And I can tell people in the comments, love and adore you too. Oh, well, y'all are a joy. I love this community so much. And I hope you guys come. I don't want to be that person that's like, follow me, but come follow me at Boobies Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, what uh, yeah, all those things, not TikTok. I don't do that. Yeah, come on over and I'll be doing a giveaway with cozy mystery stuff. Uh, in the next couple days. And I've got that list of places you can shop for um, Small Biz Saturday book things. So check it out. And yeah, I'm so excited. I love it. I'm so ready for the cozies, the romance. I'm not changing out of my pajamas. It's going to be great. (laughs) I'm I'm so happy you guys joined us. I'm so thankful for Kelly to taking time out of her day and reading this book to chat with us. Thank you guys so much. Please have a happy Thanksgiving and please stay safe and healthy. (laughs) Yes, please, please stay safe this holiday season. Take care of yourselves. And I wish you, your friends and family, just all the best. And I hope you read something awesome. Find your new favorite author. Just all the funness to you. So I hope you guys have an amazing night. And thank you so much again for stopping by and joining us. <laughs> I love the little wave she's doing. You guys are so great. <laughs> the best cozy crew in the world. Please stay cozy, stay safe, stay healthy. And please stay up to date and just be on the lookout for more 12 Days of Coziness coming your way. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Cozy Mystery Book Club podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of Snow Way Out by Christine Hooson. To stay up to date with everything Cozy Mystery Book Club, make sure you join the newsletter family and check out the Twitter and Instagram accounts at Cozy Mystery Club. For additional information, you can always check out thecozymysterybookclub.com. If you'd like to take part in a future book club live stream discussion, mark your calendar for the last Tuesday of the month with the sleuthing fun starting at 7 p.m. EST over on my YouTube channel, Books Are My Heart. You can also take part in the Cozy Mystery Book Club fun with our hashtag Cozy Corner Chat Twitter author events. Every month, your favorite and soon-to-be favorite Cozy Mystery authors get on their Twitter accounts at 7 p.m. EST and start answering all of your cozy questions. So if you're looking for some sleuthing fun, you are guaranteed coziness the second Tuesday of the month and the last Tuesday of the month. If you ever have any questions about the Cozy Mystery Book Club or upcoming events, please feel free to email me, writerahart at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening to today's episode and our discussion of Snow Way Out. I hope the rest of your day is full of reading, writing, and sleuthing fun. And the next Cozy Mystery book you pick up, is a five-star read. I truly wish you the best with everything you do. And as always, please stay kind, creative, and cozy. And I look forward to celebrating and chatting cozy mysteries with you in the very near future.